0: what is up motherfuckers it's your boy matt coming to you with another Flock nfl podcast for the fan by the fan with me tonight i have guy weaver say hello guy hello people and i also have mr joseph massey what up massey what's going on flockers Tonight is our game preview podcast. The last week's games are in the rearview mirror. We won't be going over the Bears, the Ravens, the Texans, or the other team that lost. Dear God, Matt Seahawks. Who was that? It was the Seahawks, and they got beat
1: by the eventual... Super Bowl champion, Dallas Cowboys.
0: Ah, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, eventually, like 2050. Okay, what, what year are we <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't specify a year. <laughs> Notice. I didn't uh. specify a year. Open-ended on that one. And we will be focusing on the four games this weekend. If you're a football fan, you know what they are. So we're not going to waste time. We're just going to get into it. Indianapolis is playing at Arrowhead, facing off against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by five and a half in this matchup. With the highest over/under of the weekend of 57, Joseph, what's your initial thoughts on this matchup?
1: That the over/under might be a little bit low. Like uh, this game is going to be is going to be crazy. You have the Chiefs' offense, who is this juggernaut? You know that an, an amazing offense. Patrick Mahomes put up amazing numbers this year. They got they got weapons everywhere on offensive side and they as good as they are on offense is probably as bad as they are on defense and the Colts have a very good offense as well. And Andrew Luck is playing great. Marlon Mack is running great. That offensive line is arguably the best offensive line in football right now. So it's going to be an offensive game, even though the Colts do have a good defense. It's you can't stop that Kansas city offense. You can only hope to slow them down enough to score more than them. And, They're the only team in NFL history that scored at least 26 games in every game they've played this year. It's pretty impressive. So I'm expecting a high-flying, high-shooting game, and it might literally come down to who's got the ball last. Who's got the ball when there's five seconds left on the clock?
2: Took the words straight out of my mouth. It's going to come down to who has the ball last. And you better hope it's not in Andrew Luck's hands. Uh, Andrew Luck is a comeback kid. Uh, But I'm with you on this. Uh, I think over-under might actually be a little low. Um, I think both of these teams are going to come out firing. Uh, It's definitely going to be an offensive lopsided game, uh, in my opinion. Um, Andrew Luck has been on fire. and Patrick Mahomes hasn't slowed down since the beginning of the season. It's going to definitely be a battle of two QBs. I'm excited for it. And don't forget the running game. Um, I mean, you've got Williams on one side and Mack on the other, and both have looked very competent this year, especially in this back end. So uh, they've got they've got weapons across the board, and I don't I don't know if either one of these defenses can keep up.
0: Look at you getting over there, getting excited about back ends, guy. Yeah. I like that. that That's
2: nice. I like back ends. Uh, <laughs> I, I
0: think this I think this matchup might actually go with the under. I mean. to would still hit the under. I don't think both of these teams get into the 30s. On one hand, you have Andy Reid, who is pretty god-awful in the playoffs. And the other hand, you have Andy Reid, who is pretty damn good coming off of a bye week. And this is his bye week right now because they had that first round bye. I think it's going to depend on how much the Colts can actually get into the red zone. They have they have the fifth-best touchdown percentage inside the red zone in the NFL, whereas the Chiefs has, have the 31st worst red zone defense in the NFL. They are oh. allowing 72% touchdown conversion ratio to the oh. opponents in their red oh. zone.
1: That's disgusting. But let me just ask real quick, do we know Andy Reid's playoff coming off a bye-week record? Because he's really good when he has a bye week, coming off a bye week, because he has two weeks to prepare for that team. He didn't have really, I mean, technically he had two weeks to prepare, but he didn't know if he was going to play the Chargers or the Indianapolis Colts or the Houston Texans. So, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I mean, he didn't really know who exactly he was going to play. I I would be interested to know if he—what what is his record with having the bye week in the playoffs.
0: That is a very, very valid point. But I, I have a feeling he had his staff kind of preparing for everybody, and then they honed in on it yeah, as of course, Saturday of, of last week. So I think it was a little bit spread up, maybe focusing on the offense. Um, it's, it's really going to be, can the Colts do enough to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands in this yeah. matchup? Look for can Marlon Mack to have a big game. Uh, absolutely. Huge
2: game. I think they have yeah, absolutely, they have to use Mack. Because of that reason, exactly. You need to keep Mahomes off the field as much as possible. And I think Andrew Luck, though, is a quarterback that if it comes down to it, um, I think that Colts offense can can match him score for score.
0: Against that Chiefs defense, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, and that's what it comes down to. The other problem is there was a stat saying, oh, there's there's six quarterbacks under 25 in the playoffs this year. Yeah, and how did those three quarterbacks under 25 – due last weekend, they all got knocked out in their first playoff game ever. This is Patrick Mahomes' first playoff game ever. And when he was on national TV, he kind of shrunk down a little bit this oh, year, as four. we noticed. He was 0-4, yeah. as Massey states. So is Patrick Mahomes going to be fine when the lights are shining bright on him? Who are you taking? With the spread or just overall?
2: Well, what's your, what's your choice? Well,
0: uh, honestly – I think the Chiefs are going to move on. I think they're only going to win by three points, though. So give me the Colts with the points. Straight up, give me the Chiefs. What are you doing?
2: Uh, I'm 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 taking Colts straight up. Uh, I think Colts win this game. It's going to be a close game, guys. It's going to be within a three-point game. High scoring within a three-point game. But I think the Colts pull it off. Put it in Andrew Lux at the end of the game. Andrew Lux hands at the end of the game. He wins it. Matthew?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts straight up taking it. The reason is is because both offenses are really good. I give it the, I get, I granted the Chiefs have the better offense, but the Colts have a much much better defense. And I think the Colts defense is going to be able to get those two maybe three stops in the game that's going to be the difference. It's going to be very close. But uh I'm going to take the Colts with their defense coming up with just with that one more stop than the than the Chiefs can make. Okay,
0: well, that brings us to game number two. And we should mention, last week, I was three for four. Massey was three for four. Guy Weaver, do you remember what your record was? Three for four. Three for four. There we go. Let's, let's see if we can go sudden death this week. There's only, <laughs> there's only seven football games left this season, unless you count the Pro Bowl, which I, I don't think we're taking odds. Yeah, on. that's not that's not football. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You're not getting our Pro Bowl breakdown. podcast. <laughs> <on offense. laughs> It's not happening, Um, but I have an idea for the Pro Bowl. We might even do a specialty podcast, but I'll run it by the other guys first.
2: I will Um, be uh, just a heads up. I will actually be on my honeymoon um, in Orlando at the Pro Bowl.
0: Oh,
2: you're going to be at
1: the Pro Bowl for your honeymoon? It wasn't. No,
2: it just we happen to have settings for Orlando, and it's happened to happen. It happens to be the same weekend. Oh, oh.
0: That's kind of nice.
2: Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll come live from your honeymoon. Hopefully, it's a video I, podcast my, and not an audio soon, one. My soon to be <laughs> my soon to be wife just made sure to pop her door pop her head out and say during the Pro Bowl, not at the Pro Bowl. Uh, <laughs> uh, give That's give your wife you my think. love. <laughs>
0: so, all right, next game up: Dallas Cowboys at Los Rams. Rams are favored by seven points. Over under a 49. Guy, give us your thoughts on this one.
2: On the Dallas game? Yeah. Dallas is going to get blown out of the water, guys. I think the over under is probably right where it needs to be. I think the spreads might actually be a little low. Uh, I think L.A. is going to come out ready to play, guys. Um, Not to say that Dallas isn't. Uh, Dallas has definitely shown that they belong now. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is the force that – Keeps them going. Um, and I think the Rams are going to shut him down this week. And it's proven, I've said this week in, week out, in order to shut down the Cowboys, you shut down Zeke. You make it run through Dak, and Dak cannot play that type of game. Uh, he does great as a complimentary piece, not as the, the general, so to speak. Um, and I think that's where the Rams are going to shut him down. Aaron Donald's going to go crazy in this game. Uh, I think we all expect that to a degree. Um, and I just don't think Dallas is going to have the firepower think that offense is going to come out running on all cylinders. Todd Gurley has now had a full three weeks off from football, from playing in any games. So he's going to come out ready to play. And I just, I think the Rams have too much firepower for Dallas to stop. What are your thoughts, Matt?
0: Well, you know, I think we all know what Massey's going to say. So what I'm going to say is going to probably be a little bit of a surprise. I think this is a much closer game Then you think, if the Flock Podcast fans remember, I picked a La La Super Bowl, the Chargers versus the Rams. Both my teams were alive. But in our preseason, I said that the Rams weren't going to be as good on defense as everyone thought they were with the super team, and it was pretty close to being right there. But I said that their biggest problem was going to be their run defense because their lack of linebackers. They got rid of Ogletree. And the rest of the linebacking core isn't just that good. While Sue and Donald are great, they're there to hunt down the QBs. And in fact, I was dead on with that. The Rams ranked dead last in yards per carry given up against opposing running backs. And who's coming to town? Your rushing leader of the year this year, Zeke Elliott and those Dallas Cowboys. Tyron Smith is healthy again. He's looking good. Zach Martin is looking good. If the Cowboys can control the clock and keep that high-powered Rams offense, which has not looked the same since Cooper Cup went out, I give them a fighting chance in this one. Joe, want to add?
1: Yeah, you, you, you made exactly what kind of the points I was going for. In that That's why I went the, first. Yeah, I mean, hey, you made great points. And that the Cowboys are going to be able to – slow down the rams a little bit by keeping them off the field the the rams are going to try to run it too but the cowboys have an an amazing run defense like they proved last week against the number one rushing team and completely shut them down and i know Gurley's coming back and i know he's he's rested but rested doesn't always mean that you're going to be good there's also the rust factor how good is he going to be how good how good is his knee and he takes a hit to the knee is he going to be okay he's had knee problems for his whole career even in college so we're going to have to wait and see how ready really is Gurley and see how rusted he is. Their offensive line is good. Their offensive line is very susceptible to speed rushes. Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, both have great speed rushes. I think they're going to be able to get a lot of pressure on Goff. As we found out against the Bears, Goff doesn't do very well on, on a, a pressure. Against, against pressure this year, Goff is only completing like 42% of his passes. So he's not a very good quarter, a quarterback under pressure. I liked it. Like Matt said, with the run defense, the, the, the Rams really struggled to stop the run. And one of the main reasons is because they're linebackers. They got a linebacker, Mark Barron, who's very fast. Mark Barron is used to be a former safety, drafted as a safety by the Bucks. Now Horrible was, draft pick. Came, came over to the Rams, and they switched him to linebacker. He's very quick. And he goes sideline to sideline very quick. But guess what he is? He's 6'2, 230 pounds for a linebacker. If I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I'm pulling my guards to get to him every level. I'm isolating him so Zeke's with him one-on-one. Zeke will run right through that guy almost every time. He's not that great of a tackler. He's not a big guy. He's not a big linebacker. I see I see, and I also see the Cowboys looking at what the Philadelphia Eagles did against the Rams a few weeks ago when they trapped um Donald what they did is they they'd allow Donald to come upfield and then they run but they'd pull the guard over to trap him and when they did that it opened up lanes cuz nobody else is there the linebackers aren't feeling anything cuz they don't have great linebackers Philadelphia exploited them ran all over them using that i expect the cowboys to implement that i think the cowboys i think Zeke's going to have another huge game in rushing this week and i think uh i'm going to say it right now i think Zeke carries the Cowboys again to a victory this week, guys. I mean, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll stand by myself in thinking that the Rams actually come out with a blueprint to stop Zeke this week. I think they hold him to average. I think he's still – he's a hell of a talent. He's still going to get some decent stats. I just don't see him breaking out in this game and controlling it. Um, I think L.A. is going to walk away with it. Uh, yeah,
0: don't, don't get me wrong for building the case for the Cowboys. I'm sticking by my preseason Super Bowl pick. I do think that the Rams win this one. I was laying the case for the Cowboys. That rushing attack is something they're going to have to combat. But the Cowboys, as I mentioned on the previous podcast, they are 31st in the league against play action pass this year. Sean McVay is an absolutely offensive mastermind, wizard, wonder kid, whatever you want to call him. Especially when it comes to the play action pass. If they can establish that play action pass, it's gonna be a very, very long day for Dallas. And Look, let me going just to exploit him. Let me just say this one thing. Uh,
1: Guy, no. you mentioned <laughs> Guy, you mentioned that you shut down Zeke and you forced Dak to beat you and it's gonna be a long day for Dallas. I agree. But if you shut down Gurley and force Goff to beat you, it's a long day for LA. Uh, I, think, and I, I, I yes,
2: think that's been yes. proven over the last I, month. I was going to say, I think it has been shown. But I also have faith in Sean McVeigh and his mastermind that he also notices that and can recall every single play that didn't work right off the top of his head. <laughs> um, so I think he comes out and playoff football a little different than he did last year. And I really think that he comes out and shuts you guys down. I think he comes out with a blueprint against Zeke. Yeah, I could be wrong. If he doesn't, they're going to lose the game. But – I think that they really pull it off. I, I don't think it's that close, and it's nothing against you guys. I really no, I have that much faith in Sean McVay we're, we're, right now though. I, mean, I just think he's we, a mastermind.
0: I take no offense Vegas. to you picking against the Cowboys. Guy. No, the Vegas – I mean, uh, Vegas, I
1: Vegas agrees with you. I mean, it's the largest spread of the weekend. So, I mean, I understand. No, I, I understand. second largest. Is it? I thought oh, it was yeah. the largest spread. Don't worry. We're, oh, wait. We're, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. You're we'll right. get there. But, no, but I, I, I understand, and I, I'm not – I don't fault anybody for picking the Rams. They're the number two seed. I mean, they had the buy for a reason. I just – I think Dallas is playing their best football right now and the Rams aren't.
0: Yeah, and that is a valid point. Guy, what do you think of the over-under at 49?
2: Um, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be right where it should be, but not for the right reasons, not because both teams are scoring. I think L.A. puts up a good route. I think they score – high 20s, 28, so uh, Cowboys get in the teens. Like, I, I think this game's going to be like a 28-14, 31-14 type game. Yeah. And, again, I don't, I don't mean to disrespect the Cowboys. I think that they've they really have looked hella good the last few weeks. Uh, last week they were very impressive. But I just – I really just think that the Rams come out firing on all cylinders. I know they haven't really shown anything to prove that over the last few weeks, but I would be highly disappointed in Sean McVay if he doesn't come out mm. firing.
1: I think Dallas well, is the- just a bad matchup for them,
0: to be honest. I really do. The Ram- the Rams did show it all season, though. Last, well, except for the last three, four weeks. But all season long, they showed they were one of the top teams of the league. They did. They look forward to doing it this weekend. The reason I took the Cowboys with the points is the Rams were favored by seven or more, 12 times this season. They only covered five of those times. And it was against... Once against the Niners, twice against the Cardinals, once against that horrible Lions team, and somehow against the Chargers. They're not blowing out the good teams. They're just merely beating them. Brings us up to our next game. My other Super Bowl pick, a lot Chargers at New England. New England is favored by four over under at 45 and a half. Massey, start us off with this one.
1: I mean this is a I mean this is a great game, guys, because the Patriots have been kind of wishy washy all year, but they keep they win the games they need to, but they and then they lose that game. And you're like, are the Patriots done? Is Tom Brady done? But then they squeak by a couple more victories and boom, they have the number two seed with the a, a loss from the Texans to the Eagles, you know, a surprise loss and you know, they squeak out to the number two seed and that's what they need. The Patriots are unbelievable. They're eight no at home this year. So and they were bad on the road. So they needed that home game. But the Chargers are now 8-1 and one on the road. So we got a great home team versus a great road team. And technically, the only road loss that the, the Chargers have was against the Rams in L.A. So technically, they really lost in L.A. again at home. So they just don't play well in L.A. But... So it's it's interesting. What are we going to see here? Is I mean, are we going to get this great game of this home team that's been playing great at home against this road team that's always good on the road? you got two of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation right now with Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers has never won a game against Tom Brady. Is he going to be able to pull it off? He has the more talented roster, but Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick in the playoffs. This is a very
0: intriguing matchup, guys. Well, you you say Tom Brady is Tom Brady, but Tom Brady has not looked like Tom Brady this season.
1: I I said in in the playoffs. I don't want to discredit him in the playoffs yet because he's –
0: Well, he has three Super Bowl losses. They're Eli Manning, Eli Manning, and Nick Foles. True, true. Sometimes he he loses to a lesser quarterback. I'm just going to go on a limb and say that Foles and Eli aren't as good as Tom Brady, although – Book's not finished on full oh, but but I digress. I think that this Chargers team is way too much. When, when I look at them, New England has the better secondary, um, the better linebackers by default, but the Chargers have much better receivers. They have the better current quarterback. They have the much better running game, and they have possibly better defense the, best, the best two Pass rushers yeah. in the league on the same team, and I think that they were just going to get both
2: sides.
1: Yeah,
0: after Brady all day long. I mean, guy, I mean Ingram see... stole the show last week, man. Oh yeah, guy, do you see Brady kind of running for, well, jogging for his life <laughs> this him, weekend? I
2: see him. I see him falling before he gets sacked. Um, I, I I think they're going to put a lot of pressure. Team. I think they're. I think they uh, are going to put a lot of pressure on him. Um, it is New England in the playoffs at Foxborough. So we can't count anything out. The Chargers are traveling now. The Chargers have been fantastic on the road. They've done great on the East Coast. Uh, but still, it's Foxborough in playoff football against Belichick and Brady. Uh, you can't count them out. But they haven't shown what they've shown in years past. In years past, the Patriots team always kind of looks average, slightly above average, first half of the year. And then in December, they kick it into high gear. And look like they're just a juggernaut. They didn't do that this year. L.A. has been on fire. And what we've seen in the past, and it's why they lost to the Giants, is momentum really means something in the NFL. And if you get hot at the right time, watch out. And the Chargers are that team. I think the spread is about where it needs to be, simply because I think the Chargers are really going to battle it out. Um, But, again, I, I, I see Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things. Just not enough. Um, that pass rush, like we touched on, I mean they're they're going to get after him. You can't double both of them, and the Patriots' offensive line is not actually a top offensive line like it has been in previous years.
1: What um, has always been what has always been Brady's oh. Achilles' heel in the playoffs? What Dominant
0: is- defensive line. <laughs> exactly. You look at the Giants. You look at the Giants. <laughs> And you look at the, 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 the Eagles, Eagles yeah. last year had a very dominant defensive line. Oh, yeah, they absolutely the did. best defensive line Abs- in the league last year. did. And that's his Achilles heel, and that's what he's facing this week. Yeah. Well, uh, they do have a defensive line, though, at least one guy in Trey Flowers in New England. He was actually pro football focus, his fourth-rated defensive pass rusher. For them, and he's going up against Sam Tevy, who has not had a great year this year at tackle for the Chargers. They're going to have to get some tight end help or running back help to chip Trey Flowers to keep Phillip Rivers upright. Mm-hmm.
2: So, Guy, who do are you, you picking? Go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, I mean, do you think that Phillip Rivers has a tough time against that defense or just against Foxborough?
0: I think Phillip Rivers finally comes through. I I think they win the game. Give me the points. Give me the outright upset. I'm taking the Chargers. I I think it's time.
2: I'm with you. I'm I'm taking the Chargers.
1: We are unanimous. We we are unanimous, boys, because I'm taking the Chargers.
2: Wow, you're telling me. Like, I'm sorry, but to me, this is kind of a big deal. We're talking playoff football. (laughs) And we're unanimous against the Patriots at home. Yes. And, and that's the hard insane. thing to do. That, all I, yeah. I almost want to change my vote. For th- <laughs> I almost want to change my pick for that reason alone.
0: Well, and, and that's the thing. If this was against any other team, but it was the exact same roster, but instead of Patriots on their front of their sweat, their hoodies, it said the Colts. We'd all look at the Chargers and take them in a heartbeat. The only reason we're backing down off of it is they're going against arguably the greatest coach and the greatest no, quarterback of all time. They've and they it. have earned it. But both are kind of starting getting past their prime right now. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Well, that is our first of two unanimous games because I'm sure you guys will all pick this next game just like I do. Our final matchup to break down is the Eagles getting 8 points at New Orleans over under a 50 and a half. Massey, what are you saying? I mean, you got you got the best team in football
1: who's been the best team pretty the, much the Saints who's been the best team pretty much all year. You've got Drew Brees who's been playing amazing football all year. You've got that offense, uh, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram they have a great offensive line. Only only person that got sacked less than Drew Brees was Andrew Luck this year. You know, their defense came on strong at the end of the year. They started playing really good football. They, You know, they, they, they won some games for them at the end of the year. You know, that defense showed up at the end of the year and held on to that number one seed against a team that seems to have magic going for them right now. Had to win, what, three or four straight to get into the playoffs? Did it, you know? Went into Chicago against that defense where everybody thought, oh, they didn't have a chance because that defense is too good. Upset Chicago, and here they are going into New Orleans, one of the most difficult places to play in the league, and it makes you pause and question, okay, what what can Nick Foles do? What is Nick Foles going to do? What is this defense going to do? Because the Eagles' defense is playing outstanding football right now. Fletcher Cox is dominating the secondary of pizza delivery guys actually showed up last week. So what are they going to do? What are they going to do against a drew breeze led offense? So it's, it's, it's got a lot of intrigue and see if that magic can
2: continue in, in new Orleans this week. A breeze led offense is much different than a Trubisky led offense. And all of us will agree, agree unanimously on that. Um, So them looking stellar against the bears offense doesn't necessarily mean they will against the high flying saints at home. Um, I think that's going to be the biggest detriment against the Eagles is the fact that it is at New Orleans. Uh, You give them to me on any other field, and I probably am not nearly as confident. And the the Saints don't play as well away from home. But it doesn't matter. It's at home. That stadium is going to be loud. And it comes down to, like you said, it comes down to what Nick Foles can do in that game. I'm leaning, though, against the Saints defense, not carrying the momentum that it had. Um, at the end of the season. I think that they're going to be susceptible outside of Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I think the defensive front will do well, but that Philadelphia offensive line is a stellar offensive line. Um, They've got some really strong anchors on there, and I don't know if they're going to be able to get to Nick Foles the way that they could other quarterbacks. Matt? Well,
0: and that's the thing about Nick Foles. I think it was reported he was getting rid of the ball and. It was either 2.34 seconds you know, ridiculously or 2.84 seconds. So I, I I expect that offensive line in Philly, arguably one of the best in the league, to be able to keep him upright most of the game if he's getting the ball out of his hands within two to three seconds every single snap. I'm just going to lay out the case. Obviously, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I'm going to be biased here. We all know I'm going to be biased here. I'm not apologizing for that. This is a podcast for the fan. By the what? By the fan. And hell yeah, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So I'm just going to make the case for my team, and you guys let me know if I have legitimate points. First of all, Drew Brees is – Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I'll just just let Guy type it. (laughs) Drew Brees does not look like Drew Brees over his last four games. In his last four games, he's averaged 214 passing yards and has only had three touchdowns. And three picks. That includes 201 passing yards against the Bucks, who are an absolutely god awful pass defense. It's not. It's not like he was playing a bunch of ballers. He was held to only 127 passing yards to the Dallas Cowboys. After that game, the blueprint on this Saints on offense, just like the Eagles helped the Cowboys with the Rams blueprint, it was out there. Not only that, the Saints this season. Their pass defense was actually 27th passer rating in the league, 22nd in passing touchdowns, 29th in yards per attempt, 29th in yards per game, and 30th in passing first downs per game. That kind of plays into the Eagles' strength. They don't have the running game. They do have that passing attack. As far as... What happened last time? Yeah, the Eagles got absolutely embarrassed and blown out 48-7. to Malcolm Jenkins actually went over and flicked, flicked off Sean Payton. This Eagles team remembers that Payton tried to embarrass him. He remembers that they were up three scores, and they went for it on fourth down to try to get another touchdown, specifically on Jenkins, to make him look bad. This Eagles team is pissed off. They were pissed off last year with a chip on their shoulder. Nobody believes in them team. They're that nobody believes in them team again. Now I know Nick Foles is not a legend, but he is one of the streakiest QBs out there. He's like <laughs> he's like Ryan Fitzpatrick on steroids. You know <laughs> just the crazy playoff time.
2: The craziest thing is the fact that you just said it. The fact that you guys are the defending Super Bowl champs and are somehow. Played yourselves back into an underdog role. How the Absolutely. hell are you a defending Super Bowl champs and you still put yourself with, in back with, into an underdog mo- role? With,
0: with most of the returning team, it's not like this is a drastically yeah. night and day different team. No, it was
2: just you didn't meet expectations. That's all. Yeah, the and, then, oh, and then and then, but
0: you, but just speaking to your
1: points in, that you made, I think three of the last four games that Breeze played, that Saints played. We're on the road. And we already mentioned they're not the same team on the road. They're a lot better on the road. But he did have that one difficult game at home. But I think Breeze is going to figure it out. I mean, he's got – you know, he had two weeks to try to sit down and r- realize what was going on, figure it out. He's he's one of the best offensive minds. Sean Payton's one of the best offensive minds. I think they're going to figure it out.
2: You don't have a choice but to pick them anyway because you argued too hard for the MVP.
1: I, this is the same scenario as last week. I want the Eagles to win. Why do I want the Eagles to win? Because if the Cowboys win and the Eagles win, the Cowboys are hosting the NFC Championship game in Dallas. I mean... And this podcast will riot. Yes, this podcast <laughs> will riot. Why wouldn't I want the Cowboys, who are 8-1 and on the ro- uh, at home this year, to host the NFC Championship game? Of course I want that, you know? But we'll have to wait and see what happens. But... You're going Saints. Uh, I have. You know what? I have picked with the, the road spread. Team. What are you doing? I have picked the road team in every single game. Every single game this week. Uh, so, I'm picking the New Orleans Saints to to cover. To cover. I just can't. I just can't. I'm You sorry, pick them I to just, cover. I, I do. I pick them to cover. I can't. I oh, think sure. Drew Brees is too amazing. I think that he's going to pick apart that secondary where Drew Bisky couldn't. There was there was plays open he couldn't make the throws, and Drew Brees isn't going to miss those throws. He completed seventy-four percent of his passes this year for an NFL record. He's going to be able to do it. Michael Thomas is going to be running free throughout that secondary, so oh, he's going to tear us apart. Oh yeah, Alvin Al, Alvin Kamara is going to be catching passes out of the backfield and
0: doing some work. So I mean, yeah, Jordan I, I just, Hicks is I, back. I think, That's not a huge Achilles heel for us.
1: Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, man, Alvin Kamara's yeah, a beast. I, it. I I I just. I like I said I want Philly to win. If they win, I will be happy that we ho- the Cowboys are hosting. Could be hosting a. Uh, well, we'll know by the time they play. If the if the if the Cowboys win and the Eagles pull the upset, I'll be happy. We'll be hosting a NFC Championship game. But well,
0: I'm just picking well, the I'm picking the Saints. Got to remember the Bears were also happy to host the Come Eagles on, instead of been the enough Vikings. Of <laughs> been enough of that. I'm not I'm doing just this. Saying. I'm just saying. Move on. That's not a guy weaver point. That's a be careful point. So you're picking Philadelphia.
2: You're picking Philadelphia. What about the points?
0: Well, I think the Eagles win. So I think Oh, you're taking you're taking the Eagles. Yeah, you got Eagles. He got eight points.
2: Yeah. I'm 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 really torn on the game. Um I think Philly's really hot and could go in there and uh, again Drew Brees has not been playing the way that he did the first three quarters of the season. I gosh, I, it's a tough pick for me. Uh I I'm going to go I'm going to go Philly. I'm going to go Philly. In the there game. you go. Now, now, now Are you picking him to win or are you picking him yeah, no, to win? Yeah, I'm picking I'm picking him to win.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I'll get you some more bourbon. Um he just now, wants the team to be his team to win, all right? Yeah, that's fine. And Massey, I, I do want to ask you a question though. Yes. Legitimately. Yes. Knowing that you took the Saints. Yes. With the eight points, does any part of picking against the, the magician, big dick Nick Foles, does God, that just uh, make you nervous? No, it really doesn't. Just a little bit?
1: No, it doesn't because right. they, got, they got Drew Brees on the other side, and I'll take Drew Brees over Nick Foles any day of the week.
0: Pretty sure that's what Here's everyone said Here's about the... Brady last
1: year. Let me use this against you. All right, The majority of the time, the team with the best quarterback and the best coach wins a game. The Saints have the better quarterback uh-huh. and the better coach. Uh-huh. So I'm
0: going Saints. I'm going to use uh, your argument against you.
2: And his argument works. No, that's
0: fine. I I, I was ready for that. I was prepared for that. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure that Sean Payton oh, is the better coach. Oh, come on. How many nine and seven seasons did he have when he missed the playoffs?
1: He had terrible teams. Look,
0: look the book isn't – The book isn't out yet on Peterson. I think Peterson could definitely be a better head coach. I I do. I don't think so. He won a Super Bowl in his second season, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to give you that one. Yeah, he he does. He has one. He has one Super Bowl appearance in how many years? And Doug Peterson has one in two years. And and Doug Peterson. So I know which one's better. That doesn't mean you're better. And look, man. Playoff Nick Foles. It's like Clark. All right, all right, no, in the we're not gonna
2: we're not gonna get into that argument about he's better because you've you've argued against about small sample sizes before with quarterbacks. Yeah, it's, it's, we're it, not gonna do this with head coaches too. That's fine,
0: no problem. Drew Brees is forty coach. and playing that's, better. That's fine. That's fine. We'll come back to this next week. I look. Yeah, I, I mean, look, like I was you? gonna say I
2: still. I'm not, I mean, I'm not counting out the Eagles, but. Definitely not counting out the Saints either, guys. Oh, I'm not counting
0: sure. out the Saints. I'm not overlooking.
2: Guy, do you have a bold prediction for this weekend? Uh, bold prediction:
1: Ezekiel Elliott held to fifty and fifty. Man, you uh, you're going against Zeke again. Last week you said that he wouldn't have he would have less rushing yards than Russell Wilson.
2: Yeah, I remember saying that.
1: <laughs> hey, I like it because that means Zeke's probably gonna break out again. All right, Massey, go ahead. What's your
0: bold prediction?
1: My bold prediction goes along with the next, the last game we talked about. I'm predicting Drew Brees throws for five touchdown passes against those pizza delivery guys. Pizza, pizza.
0: You keep going with that. They they looked solid last weekend. Yeah, against Mitchell Trubisky. We're talking about Drew Brees here, back. Come on. That's fine. That's fine. All right. My bold prediction is that Jason Garrett signs an extension this offseason for five years, averaging twelve million dollars a year. <laughs> well, oh, whatever. I mean, there's no salary the cap. There's no salary
1: cap on coaches, so whatever.
0: And he retains his boy Scott Linehan.
1: Oh, you shut your mouth. Oh, that is – you shut your dirty mouth. He gets uh, an extension as well.
0: You shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> so, as don't I'm wish sho- that evil on me, man. <laughs> as I'm shutting my dirty mouth, why don't you open yours and tell me, what you talking about?
1: What I'm talking about is something that's a little bit somber and uh, just, you know, if if, if you're religious or whatever, however you feel or anything like that, send your prayers out, um, whatever, whatever you believe. The Chargers defensive tackle, Brandon Mebane. His his daughter uh, was born, and she had a heart condition. And she recently uh, just passed away. Um, This On Thursday, she passed away. And uh, he is actually going to be still flying out, um, going up to New England to play the game, even though his daughter passed away. So um, just a really somber thing. You know, I have a daughter myself. I couldn't even imagine what he's going through right now. You know, just prayers go out to him and his family. And um, hope for for the best for them. So, Guy, what you talking about?
2: I don't want to follow that. Me either. Sorry, man. (laughs) Um, All right. What I am talking about is Mike McCarthy. We have seen coaches already fill these positions of Kingsbury, Lafleur, and now Adam Gase gets a second chance immediately after being fired by the Miami Dolphins to coach the good old New York Jets. Mike McCarthy's still out there looking for a job. I think it's starting to show something about the old school coaches in the league. They're starting to get cycled out for the young and prettier models, I'll call them. (laughs) Uh, You know, Sean McVay, LeFleur, Kingsbury, Nagy, Peterson, all of these new and upcoming head coaches are getting all the looks even Steve Wilkes a few years ago Todd Bowles Gus Bradley and they're getting away outside of your your occasional like Bruce Arians uh, has been around forever Um, they're getting away from that old school coaching style of you've been with you've been a head coach for eight nine years and you had some success so come on over I think I think that the league has learned from Jeff Fisher I really do. I think that's what it's come down to. I think Mike McCarthy, uh, add a little bold prediction into what you're talking about. I think Mike McCarthy is without a head coaching job uh, at the start of next season. He'll be sitting on his couch somewhere. John Gurdon. <sighs> or, uh, Matt, uh, what you talking about? What I
0: am talking about, you know what, Ray Ray, I miss you, man. So this is what you're talking about is all for you. Let me quote my boy, Ray Stone, who is focusing on school and his brand-new promotion that he just got, so he stepped away for the podcast. Ray Stone, as of this morning, yes, 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 yes. Vic Fangio, new head coach of the Denver Broncos. He's been a defensive coordinator Since 1995, he had a few years off as a linebacker's coach, but this man has been a defensive coordinator in the National Football League for 20 years. He's finally getting a crack at his first as a head coaching job. It's okay. He doesn't know Sean McVay. He didn't have a cup of coffee with him at a Starbucks and instantly get a head coaching job. No, this man honed his craft, become a defensive mastermind over 20 seasons. We saw what he could do with Mac this season. Let's see what he can do with Miller and Chubb next season. Ray Ray, always thinking of you. You're my boy. Congrats on your new head coach.
1: Well, he
2: downgraded
0: with Miller, but, you know, we'll see
2: what he can do. I want to kind of call (laughs) you out on that for a second, though, just because a few weeks ago you talked about how defensive coaches shouldn't really be given chances as head coaches. So uh, it's nice to hear you change your tone for one of the good ones. I I talked
0: about it with a young rookie quarterback. They have a 29-year-old quarterback in the Denver Broncos. That's the (laughs) difference. Wait, 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 wait. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) He's got a veteran quarterback. You you have a rookie quarterback. You need someone to mold him. And I think you need the offensive-minded head coach to do that. Well, you know, they got Kubiak as their offensive coordinator, so. Yeah. And it's not like Kubiak's trying to become a head coach again. No. no, he doesn't want it.
2: No. Nope.
0: Yeah. So.
2: He doesn't want to be with any other organization either. That's good, huh?
1: You uh, good? He's, he's John Elway's boy. Yeah. You you guys have anything
0: else? No, Come I man. think we're I think we're good. Well, that about covered it. Um, no Cowboys. All right, Massey, that's your good night. I'm going to cut your mic right there. <laughs> Guy Weaver, say good night to the people.
2: <laughs> good night, people.
0: Fly you go, now. Peace Gross. out, motherflockers. Guy, the bear sucks.
2: Go away, Cole. Faster oh, 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 bedtime. Oh, 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 I hate both your teams. I hope they both lose. <laughs>